Yo, are you kicking it in? Yeah, it's kicking in. Hey, Coach Clay here, and welcome to another episode of the Coach's Notes. I hope you've been enjoying the format so far, uh, with some of the episodes being short and out on location, um, some of them being interviews, and some of them being in the studio. And as you're going to hear today, back at the Havana Cafe. So definitely right in the mix, in the midst of where all the action is happening. And in fact, this episode of the Coach's Notes is also a simulcast with the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Uh, My guest is a guy named Dave Anderson, who is one of our long-term listeners of the Havana Cafe Session podcast. In fact, me and Dave go back to my Radio Warwickshire days as well. We talk about some of that on the podcast itself. So uh, Dave's come across from Northamptonshire uh, to be on the show. We're here in Limington Spa and uh, we have a really good conversation about core values and it was in response to something that I had posted uh, in the coach's notes um, last week or the week before last. Um, And we thought, hey, why not uh, get together and chat about it? We had had some online conversations in the sort of chat and uh, message format. And then it just seemed like a natural thing to say hey come and uh, do an episode together so that is what we've done this episode and i've been doing some work with core values i'm starting to uh, write about or talk about core values so this fits right in and i've got some more things planned as well coming down so this will fit nicely in a in a series on core values so just before we jump into the episode, um, if you haven't, which I'm sure you probably have already, be sure to check out the Coach Clay community at coachclay.co.uk. And if you want to join after you've had a look around, you say, hey, this looks like a place I can hang out. If you want to join, just drop me an email at claylow187 at gmail.com and I'll send you an invite. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the show. Okay, so this is going to be a simulcast, so I'm going to both send this out to the Coach's Notes podcast, and as we are in Havana Cafe, it's going to go out on the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Good, good. Um, so yeah, so I'm here with Dave. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, and we've known each other primarily, so this is the first time we've met in real life. That's right. Yeah, so it's it's interesting, it's always an interesting gig, because there's a lot of folks that I know virtually, but never met them in real life, so this is actually quite cool to actually, again, meet someone that we've, because we've been, how long have we been connected uh, I think at least two years, maybe three years. Yeah, it's probably easy, easily three years because it was a first. It was originally through the radio workshop stuff. Wasn't That's it? right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah, yes, yeah. easily you'll be three years because you go by the Twitter handle of at folk Dave or Dave folk folk Dave. Yeah, Dave loves folk. Dave loves loves folk. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of my play on a little bit of folk music, 
and liking people as well. Okay. No, so. cool. All right. So um, before we get into it, because we're going to talk about a topic that uh, we've kind of explored a little bit hmm. via the uh, internet, um, but we thought it would be a great idea to do a podcast on it as well. But just, uh, just give us a feel for... Yeah, who who you are and what it is you do? What, what's your what's your gig? Well, I'm relatively simple and straightforward. Mm. With a name like Dave, you're going to be that way anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a regular sort of guy, as we were talking about earlier. I'm a, I'm a Generation X, uh, turned fifty this year, so it's kind of a little Generation bit of, X man. That's I, we we have the best generation. Like we get uh, we've got lost. But I don't. We shouldn't have been lost. But Absolutely. we're just kind of hang out out there. It's yeah, just a, yeah. We got to rally rally the generation Xers, man. Yeah. Um, born and raised in the north of the UK in uh, in Yorkshire. Um, I moved further south. Um, Yorkshire pudding. Is that yeah, Yorkshire pudding and, and all of that kind of <laughs> what thing. What else is What else is Yorkshire famous for? Uh, fish and chips. Oh yeah, fish and chips. And as you, do you know? And I know we were just talking about cultural differences just before we went live. Um, I struggle with fish and chips. I desperately want to like fish and chips. They look so good. But every time I've made an, an attempt to have it, I always like, by the time I get to the end, not liking it. That's shocking. Very, I that, know. that is, that is <laughs> shocking. Yeah, I even went to the place in, you know, in Yorkshire, supposedly. You know, you guys are supposed to be really good at the fish and chips. I thought if yeah. there's any place I go in the UK, then I should be able to get a decent fish and chips here. And I went to one that's supposed to be famous for its fish and chips, and I still left wanting, man. I still wow. desperately want to like it because it just looks so daggone good, but I don't know. And it's the very first, it's the original fast food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really is, honestly. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just to um, maybe kind of round a little bit off on, on who I am and, and where I'm at is, um, I, as I say, I moved further south. I did a, a course in engineering. Um, typical kind of met the girl I'm with now and, nice. you know, fell in love and all the rest of it, you know, settled down, have kids, and, and then I've sort of grown up. Um, work as uh, as a product manager for a manufacturing company actually as me and play have kind of been discussing is uh, is an american multinational so it's kind of that curiosity between <laughs> us brits and working with americans is very very different as we we, we were kind of talking about yeah, so what's the famous saying that we're a country that's separated by the same language or something like that that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nations separated by that's a common it. language. By a common language, that's it. And yeah. and but very very different, um, you know, cultures. And and it's kind of my observation is, it starts, kind of when you're young, right. And perhaps something as we'll get onto in in the podcast today, it, elements of that start where you your, your formative education and your formative years and your upbringing. And that arises when you're in the world of business and, and individuals. Yeah. It creates that difference. I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong, and you see this across the world. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. absolutely. And I think that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about, because we're going to talk about values and particularly um, core values. Now, I, when I first, because I did a, a, a coach's notes on uh, core values, um, and it was off the back of having run a leadership program for uh, a company and of course one of the things a good leader is connected with is the values or the company values and every company will have them 
Um, but it tends to be, and that was a, that was the sense I got from your first tweet um, was you were coming at it from the corporate value point of view. Exactly. And what I've noticed in companies is they all have the values. They get stuck up on the walls, or they appear on the website or wherever. But you know, after the launch of them, if I go into any company and say, "What's your company's values?" You'd be hard pressed to find someone who actually can cite all of the companies. Usually, it's four. Typically, it's four to five. Yes, and they'll be hard pressed to cite cite them to tell you where they are. Let alone, do they live by those values? And of course, that the one that I, you know, what I did put up was more about your sort of personal core values. But they're one and they're very related. It's the same aspect, and it's kind of what you were just explaining there, even culturally will have a different set of cultures based off of, you know, me being an American and how I was raised. And so my values from that American values would be different from a British values. And you mentioned earlier, you know, the differences in the States. And I was, so I was, you know, New Jersey going to have a different mm. set of values from the North versus being in the South. So, yeah. So I was coming at it from the personal value point of view, but I took it from your tweet. You were coming from a corporate Absolutely. Space. I mean, that was the first thing. I'd, I'd just come out of work and it was like, work, work, work. <laughs> and my head was right there. And when I saw Clay's tweet, it was like, yeah, okay, well, these are the, what we do. And yeah. and do you kind of mean this, this and this? Because if I followed my company core values, I'd be innovating with a sense of urgency <laughs> kind of all day long. And, it, and that is typically yeah. what, you know, yeah. the business core values are. And, and you said, well, hang on, no, no, no. What are your personal core values? Truth be known, I can't quite remember what I put now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, see, now, this is interesting because it's, it's one of these things that I find even with personal core values, we all have them. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that you typically will sit down to think about. But you'll know when one of your core values is being violated by your reaction to the situation or person right. or, or that. But in terms of, you know, if we were to randomly go upstairs right now in the cafe and say, hey, what are your core values? You, you know, most people upstairs right now wouldn't be able to cite what their core values are. But I think it's a, it's a huge thing, and I think it's an important thing to articulate um, because your core values operate, and we can go a little bit more in, this, in the moment, as almost like your compass, mm. your water filter, um, and as your sort of lodestar or, or your, you know, something that helps to guide you back on track. I think, I think that's right. I think um, for most people out there, and that's probably where my head was at, is I, I don't think about those core values. That was the, f the first thing is that, well, where's Clay coming from on this? Yeah. And that was the first thing. And, there's, and, and within a few minutes, and I, I kind of sat down and I thought about it, it, it kind of made sense. And I, I think the first thing I did respond to you was, um, as, a, as a core value, is I don't like snobs. I avoid snobs was, was what I said. <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, that was kind of an instinct and a way of putting it because there are certain traits in other people I, I seek to avoid. Yeah. And I don't want anything to do with them. Ah, do you know what you just, that you're, you're articulating now, but this is important, is your shadow side. All right. Yeah. So you'll, you'll typically, 
things that you have a negative reaction to and you, how you just described it, like you wouldn't want to be seen in that way. That's a, that points to your shadow side, which is interesting, which is a, a whole nother conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we won't, we won't go so too little, much into that, but yeah. A little bit of psychoanalysis no, been going on there. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, no, that's good though. That's good. Good. No, keep going. Sorry. Go, go on. Yeah. Um, so with snobs, you didn't like snobs, but what, so if the snobs point at your, shadow side or what you don't want what's the opposite of that so what is it that you value that a snob is not representing yeah what i don't value are people who are polarized in in a certain way of thinking and you know you you see in life you you typically get the snobs who will look down on other people right and be presumptive of them right and you will also get the reverse snobs who will sit from a different viewpoint and look up and be making assumptions of them and we see this so many times through social media particularly yeah. today but it's always persisted throughout you know my life and i don't really tolerate them sort of give them much time put it that way and, and tolerate them I, it's for me it's so you, what is the what's the actual value then that that it's rubbing up against for you for me i, I guess it's a viewpoint value appreciate right. other people's viewpoint and see where they're coming from. And you, okay. you know, if, if somebody is there and, and, and I, I'll always spend the time to kind of figure, and this is kind of maybe my value is having a, a, a kind of a, a wider view. So of, is that like being inclusive? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's elements of being inclusive and it's when you see people who are deliberately want to sit in their own little sphere and a right. small little sphere and won't actually see anything beyond that and not prepared to see anything beyond that right whether they're uh, at a, a you know a, a tip. we always think in the uk as a snob as somebody who's got kind of got lots of money and he's looking down on people beneath them yeah and in some cases i see people who are uh, in a different socio-economic class who who just thinks everybody else has kind of entitled and they're, they're, they're struggling to make a living and you do but it's people who don't want to connect right that's what i don't like okay if people are prepared to connect and 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 i i absolutely hate that because where i sit and and and, and i'm looking at you strange because you're in terms of in terms of um a value. I, I kind of hear two values, and I hear inclusiveness mm. as a as a value, like so valuing um, the viewpoints of all the of, of everyone, as opposed to being exclusive. And you know, yeah. I'm from this social stratus, or I, you know, I live on this side of the tracks, and I don't want to hear anything from you. But then there is the value of connectiveness or connection. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of hearing those two things in that what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So if, if I if I just define at least kind of loosely core values and we'll continue on, um, if it's being something that's uh, central or most important to, uh, motivation that drives a person and or organization. So usually we'll find organized, you know, you think core values, you start thinking your company ones, but in terms of your core authentic values is about the thing that drives you, it's what's important to you, what's your sort of, the motivation that sort of guides your decision making, guides the way that you present yourself, the, the thing that you will go to bat for, the thing that makes you angry if you see it not happening. Um, so that's 
where we're coming from we're thinking about core value um, and I, have, I do have an exercise but we'll do that after this after we've had the conversation okay. um, that we can have a little sort of play with yeah. um, to see kind of where where you might where, yeah, where you might sort of fall out on that end. okay yeah, 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 right. good. yeah so what was one of your other ones that, that came out of that I think the other one, and, and these probably, as you're describing there, Clay, these yeah. are probably my, my traits and the, the core values yeah. need to be... Well, if you talk, and I'll, I'll pull them out. Yeah, I'll yeah, tease them out. Tease them out of me as we go <laughs> along. But it was never stop learning. Okay, yeah, you know? cool. Yeah. Um, and you and I kind of talked about that a little bit before. And 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 again, it's like this, this personal thing. I'm always willing to learn and understand, and there's that natural curiosity. And I... I always like to see that in other people as well. Right. Um, and and I think at the point, me as a person, if I ever sort of like kind of put the shutters down and, and, and kind of refuse to stop learning and just kind of, it's like almost resting on your laurels and never yeah, progressing. Yeah. You're never going to uh, fulfill whatever you want to fulfill. It's almost like you're kind of... Uh well, you, you stagnate and die then yeah, if you start there, learning. There's elements of, of that, mm. but it's also as you, you know, I, if I reflect on my life and, you know, you have um, this very much in the world we live in is a very much a linear approach to life. Yeah. And we almost have this linear approach to learning as well. You get to a point, you go through your formative education as a child and you kind of come out with a with a, almost a stamp on your, your backside yeah, yeah. with what, you know, your date of manufacture and yeah, whether you're yeah, yeah. A grade, B grade or C grade. Yeah. And then you go on and you do your other things. And then for most folks, you get to a point of, well, learning kind of plateaus, but it it's actually is more than that. It's being curious about other things and, and things that you wouldn't naturally do. I mean, you know, when I, when I kind of grew up, I was in this, this head of engineering. I want to be learn engineering. And it's all about, it's all about science and maths and, right. And that kind of thing. I had absolutely no tolerance with, with literature or art. It just and, and things like philosophy were just kind of alien. I, they, they were an irrelevance almost. Right. And then as I as I matured and got a bit old, and that's probably because I, I've got to a point with my, my techie type world and my professional world is I've, I've matured, but realizing that these actually these aspects of humans and culture yeah. are things to be discovered and learned and understood because they actually impact and what I didn't appreciate is that science really originates from philosophy in my mm -hmm. younger days it was all about the science and the textbooks yeah. and of course as you get older you then realize that and there are other things to learn so it's kind of that being open to absorb that and not close that down. It's you know what I think is interesting that you just highlight it for me that I'm thinking is that, you know, if we go back hi historically, um, you know, your Leonardo da Vinci's, your Newtons, all these kind of guys were multidisciplined, weren't they? They studied, they did wrote poetry, they did math, astronomy. It, they were very much more... You didn't special. You wasn't a specialist. That's right. You didn't go. Okay. Well, you're going to be an engineer, and that's all you could be. I'll be. You know, they would be an engineer, and then I'd be a, a physicist, and then I'd be write poetry. Um, and I don't. I guess somewhere we lost that. Maybe with the industrial revolution, when we kind of said, actually, we, you know, yeah, we got it. It's almost like a factory, then, isn't it? Even you, you mentioned there about the, the the stamp. Even our education became, 
you know, you start at a certain time in the day, you all come in your class. And I know some of it comes out of because your parents were working in the factory and we need to do something with the kids because both parents are, you know, are there. So get them in the school system. You go through, you get your stamp, you all come out the same side, same kind of curriculum as it, as it, you know, and they're, yeah. So we kind of went that way with things about being a specialist. And one of my favorite quotes, uh, Heinen, is specialization is for insects. <laughs> Um, that's not the full quote but that's how it ends in that specialization is uh, it actually comes from ancient uh, Greece where uh, the actual original quote about you know a a man should be able to you know build the ship con the ship um, write poetry wrestle there's a whole list of things and as you mentioned earlier about almost the full concept of man that you need to be able to do all those things um, to be a well-rounded in individual and mm-hmm. I think um, like West Point one of our things is about the whole person so going into West Point you know you got to have the academics yeah, they yeah. also look at your um, your community achievements they also look you know where you're an athlete so you know you could be super brilliant but that won't necessarily get you in if you didn't do any sports or you didn't do any civic activities so you have to show kind of the whole person concept I think that's right. I think that, mm. and that's where it, it, it does come through is I think, um, and I see this, you know, and it is maybe is a generational thing as, as, as you get to a point in mm. life that you become certainly more rounded. Um, and I appreciate that now. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. I may have, I've got to this, this point, but I'm still willing to learn and, and, and understand and take more in. Mm. Which is a good thing, isn't it? I think that's, that's great. Now, yeah. And I'm assuming you probably always, as you say, because you know, we share a value there in terms of, for me, like lifelong learning. Like Learning is like you know, the thing for me. Um, but it was probably, you mentioned the word curiosity. So the yes. curiosity and learning go with me. So it's my curiosity to want to know everything about every subject. I can remember as a kid, one of my favorite places to go, my like sanctuary was the library. Oh, yes. Um, but I was quite a physical dude to climb a tree with the yeah, best of them, yeah. wrestle, you know, do all that stuff. But my sanctuary was a library and I'd just go in, no plan. All right, I'll go down this stack and whatever book caught my attention in that stack, whether I was in science or whether I was in the poetry or whether I was in psychic stuff, it was just like, oh, that's interesting. And then off I go. Um, yeah, you should, you should. It's, it's about discovery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's all about discovery, and 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 the kind of I guess my that core value for me is lifelong learning. It's all about a life of discovery. There's a big world out there to mm. learn, and it's very easy to kind of close that down, and 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 exclude other things, when reality is everything has got an influence on everything else. And and to your point, like physical exercise, has got a bearing on on as we know today is people's mental well-being. And, yeah. and the origins of science and kind of what I was brought up with, with, with kind of Newton's laws of physics and, and, and all the, the, um, the, the, the mechanical kind of equations and, and the, the, the stuff that sits behind that is actually all about, there was nothing there before people like Newton and, and Da Vinci and Galileo. They, they actually created it but yeah. they were philosophers yeah, you know yeah. they, they, there was nothing there and they had to think deeply and, and then create the the maths and the tools around them to kind of develop out the theories and these were incredibly 
you know. But nowadays, you're intelligent if people. You were, if you hadn't gone to university to be a physicist, then nobody would take you serious as a physicist. Well, and, like, and who are you? Come on, what university did you go to? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that, you know, and that, and that to a certain extent, because we, we've, as a species and as a society, we've, 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 we've come so far, that still exists today. And you still mm. get, and, and so to close out when people do go off and, and study philosophy, philosophy has a big relevance and an impact on life as we go forward. Mm. And, and how do we discover the, discover the cures to cancer? Well, it's actually obviously through hard work and, and kind of the, the mechanical research that they have to do, but there's a, a strong amount of, of, of bringing that creative side to it. And you only get the creative side if you unleash the creative um, spirit, if you like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and allow people to do that and encourage that. Yeah. And when you think about it, philosophy, yeah. think about technology as well. Sometimes, and it's one of my favorite lines from uh, Jurassic Park is, we were so enamored with, if we could do it, we didn't stop to wonder if we should do it. You know, can we do it? But we didn't stop to say if we should when they were wanting to bring the dinosaurs back. Absolutely. Because I think about technology and do we think, you know, philosophically, do the technologists are really excited by the technology and what's possible, but do you, you know, do they... And I know they now, like Google has a, an ethicist and things like that, mm. but it's like, well, what's the effect of this technology going to have mm. on society, on the people? Um, you know, I was on, down in London yesterday and on the sort of tube ride, and, you know, it was interesting because most people were on the phones and it was, you could just see them yeah. all glued to the phones. But, you know, there, there was the occasional person that, that had the book. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a hardcore person. They, they have a book, and there was a few people... Um, you know, just staring into space. But, you know, the majority of people were on their phone. And it's just curious to me that, you know, what is that? You know, you, you, yeah, everyone's like that now. No one's looking around. We're not talking to each other. Yes. We don't have that kind of sense. And, well, even if we, you know, and that's the two, but I get it because it's all strangers. But you could go upstairs right now, probably on any table that has more than two people on, even if it's just got two people on it. You know, somebody will be. On, yeah, they'll be on the phones. They'll be on their phones. Yeah. So, yeah. So, do we think about what implications that is going to have? Because um, we've made this thing. What will that have on society? Now, I have a question for you. Because you have kids. I do. Yes. What values had you instill in your kids? That leads me perhaps onto value number three. Okay. And this is actually when I this came quite naturally to me is is look after each other. Right. And. As my kids got older, that became more important. When you realize that you're, they, they're going, kind of taking that step out into the bigger world with it's kind of as, as a parent, you see the hazards out there and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and the risks. Is As you go out together as, as individuals and particularly as friends, look, just keep an eye out for each other. You've got a responsibility for yourself and you've got a responsibility for the friends you're with. And, and that was, and that I think, um, is, is, is hangs true for me. Yeah. What would your kids say that value that they've taken away from living with you? How, how old are they? Well, my eldest is 20, one of my youngest okay. is 17, and I've got a son of 18. So, All right. so I, I got, what would they say? What would they say? What was the values that dad instilled in me? What would, they, what would their response be? So they probably couldn't tell me because as a kid at their age, until they have children, you don't appreciate the values that I've tried to instill and my wife have tried to instill on them okay. until they do that. Now, if, I, if you ask the question slightly differently, which is, 
you know, have you picked up any values from your upbringing? And, and how was that? Okay. That well, what if we looked at it from like, because you're right, if we said values, would they pick it up? So what, what, what do they hold important in life? So what's important to them? I know from a fact, when I look at all three, there's a common trait and that's a sense of they want to be part of a team or a, something bigger. Right. For sure. So the community connection. The community, yeah. My, yeah. my, my daughter um, is kind of taking a, a good step within her career. But for her, it's a strong sense of being part of that team, moving ahead in the team and development within yeah. a team and a, and, a, and a career and a business and, a, and amongst a circle of friends and that, that sense of belonging. My son, who is a, a little bit more laid back, still has, um, he doesn't have a, a strong, a, an overly strong uh, bond with his friends and, and his social network. He's kind of got a loose bond, very much like me. I'm. Uh, he, he probably takes after me in that respect, okay. is that he doesn't have the tight bonds there, but nevertheless, he needs them and he values them. And you can see that. Um, and particularly as he's, he's now six months into an apprenticeship, he has actually transformed in terms of how he fits within the team and he's getting more of the being a team player and, and finding his way within a team, right. working within a team. So they learn all of those aspects as well. And my youngest um, child, who's, she's still at um, a, a college, she's actually the one who, who needs it more. You know, and, and ever since from being small, she's needed. It, it, it gives her a lot of discomfort if she's kind of outside of the circle, if you okay, see what gotcha. I mean. Okay, gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's the, the probably the, the value. And that probably sits with lots of people. I don't think, yeah. you know, I'm It'd usually... It'd be interesting, that, before they are. listen to this episode, yeah. ask them to write down what they feel oh, and let's yeah. see if it matches up. <laughs> but also, and as I said, you know, it's kind of when they're at that age, they probably don't understand it. They haven't yeah. formed that that kind of thought process. Well, I think process. they will have done. Do you you, do you yeah, so? I, I reckon they have because you'll be able to tell by the friends that they keep, how they're working. So, mm -hmm. Because the other thing we have to account for is that, you know, as parents, we would have instilled our values onto them. But then, you know, once they get into the school system, school's trying to impose some values and they've got friends that, they would have connected with mm -hmm. and they pick up. So, because all our core values are going to be different. There might some, there'll be some shared ones. So there's probably some that are really strong that you and your wife will probably, you know, it was so instilled in them that, you know, it's just, they just think that's just the normal way that everyone does things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they will have also picked up things that, you know, just based off their own personality and the way that they develop, that, that's something that's really important to them I, it's yeah. a, I think you're right and, and this is these are generational things they yeah. obviously they run through families they run they, these run through communities mm. and you know as, as I kind of look on and reflect on that value is if I look at those cross-generational things in my family for instance um, my what I got from my mother was was that that learning yeah. lifelong learning yeah. she's a lifelong learner in her own way um, and never stops and is always curious what I got from my father from a fairly early age was was kind of the sense of duty and the sense of work. Mm. You know, you, you, you pull your weight when you're working and, and don't slack type yeah. thing. Um, and, and it's quite funny really is that 
I remember is um, he, he was a plasterer and, and actually come from uh, actually three generations of plasterers. It's nice. quite, it's kind of- Did you break the mold? Uh, me and my brothers, I've got Just two brothers. Say, yeah, we, we, we all broke the mold. <laughs> and it's kind of, we look back through the old family archives and the photos and yeah. you, you've got my father, his, his, his father and his father's father, all kind of professional plasterers and, and being craftsmen. Um, but when I was young, it was kind of, as, as most uh, builders do in the UK, they perhaps have to take on some side work. And that was true in the 1980s. Right. Um, and of course, I was dragged along as a teenager. It's like be the laborer for my father who was plastering somebody's ceiling and this kind of thing. Well, the first thing I learned from me is don't stand around with your hands in your pocket. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, and, and yeah. honestly, and I, I can't thank my father enough for that because that subsequently is helping me say, keep yourself busy, keep keep yeah. doing something because first of all, your boss is kind of looking down and wanting to make sure you're busy. If he thinks you're, you're not being busy, he's either going to give you a kick up the backside or worst case is he's going to let you go. Yeah. yeah. And there's always something to do in work. Yeah. You know, if, even if it's a case of look around and get a job done that you think needs doing. So, keep, keep, you know, open your eyes. Yeah. And this is interesting. I'm, I'm glad we kind of, taking that train because I'm thinking as I'm watching young people coming in to the workplace mm. now um, and some of the things that their expectations because because they'll have a different generation of like us we've we've raised some kids but we're going to be a little bit different than our parents yeah. were one because we sometimes tend to reject the parents but then we'll come back but there'll be some stuff that you really take away that you tried to instill to your kids but then yeah, they picked yeah. up some other things um, and also I think we and I'm definitely from myself because you want to you want to kind of create an environment that was different from the environment that you weren't able to have just because whatever the circumstances are. So maybe we do a little bit more for our kids. Whereas like I was like, you know, like my dad was kind of like my mom was like yours. Definitely like the yeah. learning. Like I wasn't allowed to get low grades. Mm. It was like because. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and when I trace that back, it's because she, you know, she she had to drop out of school early and so she always valued education so then she you know that was for her it was like ah oh, you, you know you got to do the education thing um but it's 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 funny those things that we kind of have and we take and then we try to get to the kids but then the kids pick up some other things i guess where i was going with that is you can you, you know some of the things i look at like with my son even um like for me it was like you know because i've curiosity was my big thing and I always had this thing that you know I you know go out and do whatever yeah. you want to do and go find and, and be outside you know I love those things and I could never understand even though I exposed that to me as a kid why you know for that it was like Ugh, what you know they just this were connecting with them at all um yeah and and or even even because I love learning um, and the kids would come in it when they were in school but they, and they'll ask you a question. Yeah. And I was like, well, go find the answer yourself. Like I would go find it. For me, it was like, go find the answer myself. I would never think to. But just coming in on that, that. Yeah. They weren't probably connecting the way you wanted them to connect. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah? absolutely. Yeah. They were connecting for sure. Yeah. But not the way you expected it to be. Yes. And they won't. And those connections may not be made at the time that you're trying to instill them. They may be made further down, yeah. which is kind of my point around when I had to, you know, started working with my father was certainly the connection wasn't there then. I didn't get it. It's kind of come on, yeah. you know, you're busy doing this. Why can't I just stand around and, and do nothing? Yeah. And you realize then that 
he made that connection to me because he had that connection made to him. And and it does work its way through. And I'm yeah. sure your kids are yeah. probably kind of going, you know what, my dad said this to me or yeah. he made me do this. And you kind of kept banging and banging and he's just like, I resisted, but now I get it. Yeah. Now I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah? absolutely, yeah. And then what are they going to pass on to their kids? Yeah. Uh, and, I love and, it. yeah. And, and the other thing I'd like to just kind of come back on with that yeah. is that we kind of talked about my values to, in your, your question about yeah, yeah. to your kids was, you know, my personal values. But I've got to look at then the other side of my life, which is my wife who's got yeah, an influence yeah. on that. Yeah. And, yeah. and what values does she have now? Yeah. And this is always a challenge for me is kind of what do I think of myself is always a hard thing to do. It really makes me think. But if I look at the values that my wife has brought to the, the children and what it is today is, is kind of a sense of urgency. Yeah. You know, my wife is a complete, a finisher type mentality and I'm kind of not always doing that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll be true about it. But she's always kind of instilling me, have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? It needs to be done. Oh, where are we at with that? And, and she's very much like that. And I think I see that in my daughter in particular, my eldest daughter. Right is that trait of she's well aware of what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, and always with a bit of a focus of getting the task done by a certain yeah. deadline and, and, and will work to the deadline. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting in. you say that because um, my wife's British, so she would have had the British values and on top of her values that she was brought up with her, her, from her parents, so mm -hmm. she would have had those values, the British values, and then my kids have... You know, well, whatever stuff I got from my parents, plus the sort of American values that yes, I kind yeah. of picked up, and army for that matter as well. It's another whole set of values that I, you know, I picked up from that. So, and so all those values kicking around in the soup, and it's what lands with them. Because I, I guess to make the point that there are core values, but that doesn't mean that those are your only values. So there's a, I always draw it like, um, like a bullseye. So mm. in the center, you have your core values. Those are like. You know, it's generally like about three or four of those things. It's like, Ugh. yeah, that's right. But then there's values that you know I can relate to that. You know, that's uh, yeah. that's good. And yeah, then there's the some, ones. Yeah. yeah, and then there's some other ones that again still sit with you. And to make that connection back with companies, um, one of the things when I'm doing the sort of leadership training aspect is um, you have to have shared values because if you work at a company that and you, so if you can't resonate with any of the values of that company yeah, yeah. you probably won't stay there very long exactly. so there's got to be some shared value even yes. if it's not one of your core ones it's got to appear in either the next ring or the outer ring that you can connect with and say okay yeah i can kind of dig with that and that is your connection but everyone will have their core central to that individual yeah i level with you because my my wife's kind of value of complete finish your sense of urgency is kind of not one of my cores for yeah. sure yeah yeah it's actually one of my uh, corporation's values. It's written down there, and I have to follow that in my my business life. Yeah. But it's not natural for me. It's not one of my personal values. Yes. So, but you can res it resonates enough with you to be okay. Oh, I yeah, can hang with that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's it. And I think that's the. And it's it is fascinating. Even as we're speaking, I'm thinking. Well, think of all the different, and you know, as a kid, and as our kids. They had your wife's influence, they had your influence, which would have been from our parents. Then they had their friends and school and society. Um, they're picking up values from there and then all that sort of gets thrown into the mix. And, it's, and I guess 
outcomes of, okay, what, what as an individual really resonates with me that then falls into that category of my core values. Like, so for one of mine is, you know, this idea of sort of freedom, mm. as in freedom to explore and to see things and go and curiosity links quite well with that as well um you know because as a kid i was very independent person but i was kind of raised to be independent because my mother lost her mother when she was really young Mm -hmm. and she had to look after her brother and her two brothers um and her sister and and so she had to grow up fast yes yeah and so for her it was like well what happens if i die and you're left so for her she always pushed me to be independent from her early age. And her big thing was, you know, you can't depend on anybody, not even me. You know, that has its negative side to it as well. Um, But she taught me to, you know, cook, clean. You know, I'm seven and I'm ironing my own clothes. You know, she was, but that was in her head. It was like, you gotta be, if I die, you need to be able to take care of yourself, um, was her thing. But it taught me an independence. And so I was never one to be like, peer pressure or crowds or any of that I always kind of had my own mind in that sort of sense um and because of this whole learning thing i had this natural curiosity so i was always wanting to mm. find out stuff i was even as a young kid um i was like three grades up in my reading i hated it as a youngster because i had to go hang out with older kids and i couldn't understand why right. i couldn't be with my friends but the teachers kind of recognized that the level that they were wanting me to read at was just absolutely not a challenge at all. So they kind of just for just for that segment they moved me up, but absolutely hated that. Um, but there's just natural curiosity to want to find and know and and do things um, and learn about anything. Um, and again, it has its consequences. So my, because my mother was again big thing for her was you can do you can be or do anything you want to be, and I always yeah. kind of believed that and took that in. So I've for me, the barriers to anything, it'd be like, oh yeah, I just go learn how to do it and I could do it. I, I never really saw a need for, um, you know, you, you're here, you're this kind of person, so you can't do that. So that was never a part of my That's right. okay. sort of system. Um, but yeah, I don't even know where I got onto that trait, but I think it was all the soup of things that get thrown in us from, you know, the parents and things and in school. And then what do you, what do you end up latching onto, I guess, is that's where we were going. Well, just that. real quick, if we may, let's, let's yeah. just jump right back to value number one. Yeah. And kind of, as you, you're talking about now, I've reflected on it and kind of get a bit more of the vibe. When I said avoid snobs, it's actually tolerance. Okay. Yeah. There we it's, go. Yeah. It's actually okay. having a, a bandwidth for tolerance. Yeah. Of, of kind of other people yeah. um, and other people and, and being kind of open to their viewpoints and where they're coming from because it's all about that, you know, as I've, I've and again, I, yeah, I got this value straight from my mother. She's yeah. quite a tolerant person um, and you've got to kind of understand where they're coming from yeah, because they, they will come from different um, viewpoints and, and of course their own values and their own backgrounds that draws them to that and particularly in the world of work that creates actually an incredible strength you know you mix of those values together and those experiences and what yeah. you you actually get is is oftentimes channeled the right way as a competitive advantage yeah absolutely yeah. and and this is this is key to it and and any company that's able to kind of embrace that and, and leverage that 
um, and which I have to say is, I think, one of the strengths of the company I work for, uses that to good effect and actually really is, 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 is an asset. And I think more people who are kind of tolerant of that, the more, I mean, in the bigger picture and the, the scheme of things, the, the better society will be for it and, and we will have as a positive outlook going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the just coming right back to number one again, if that was okay. Yeah, no, I like it. That's um, good, yeah. yeah. Tolerance. Well, I mean, cause, and, and I think when I made that one post and put it out and I, I we're kind of coming to that space and this is where I was at, it's like, what are those, what's the thing that drives you that mm. would make you you know, get up in arms about really if yeah, that thing's being violated. It, it does, yeah. absolutely. It, it, yeah. it, it will, if I get animated about anything, it is, is that level of intolerance between groups of people or individuals. Yeah, yeah. And and I can't, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. hate that. It, <laughs> yeah, it really, see, I, can, I, I like it. We definitely hit on it because you can see Dave's yeah. body language now. <laughs> you can see you getting all fired up. So yeah, like, oh. absolutely. Yeah. It does. It does I'm, I'm kind of a calm person, but yeah. that, does, that, that particularly, you know, it, yeah. it, it does make me angry. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. So are we at number four now? Because you yeah, said yeah, that no. you've got four values. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's just yeah. typically about that, isn't it? It's, it's, that, a, it's yeah. a whole lot of them. Um, and, and, and kind of you, yeah, number four for me was, now I, I used a little, my, my response was off the cuff. But it's actually at the point when people are making decisions and what values do I have at points when I make decisions? Because yeah. um, we had this offline discussion and, and the large part of what I am as a maker, I'm very analytical and, and any, any test that I take, just prove it time and time again. And most decisions I do made are kind of factually based with, a, with, with that. Yeah. But there are points when you have to make decisions in life and it's kind of, you, you have to throw caution to the wind. Just go with a decision and maybe it's a, a heartfelt decision. And don't be afraid to, to make decisions that are based from your heart rather than your head. Yeah. Now, the head is always going to kind of tell you one thing, and you know, might, you know, like lots of people, you've got to ensure that there's, there's the bills are taken care of, there's, there's you know, food in the cupboard and all the, the, the necessities of life. And they govern a lot of what we have to do. But there are, we all know that there are some decisions that you make and, and, you, you know they, they need to be done from the heart so don't be afraid to to kind of let's say throw caution to the wind just say sod it try yeah. it yeah, yeah. You, do, you don't know what's going to happen as a result and what would you where would, would you put that as uh adventurous as in just because i don't know because adventure means i don't know where the outcome's going to be but let's go and try it yeah, I think um, so. I think so. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's kind of. Yeah. Or is it about intuition? Like, don't be afraid to follow your intuition, as in, you know, you're you have an inner wisdom. I think it's a sense of freedom it gives you. Okay. I think that's the bit. Um, this element of when you make when you're faced with that, and you're making a gut instinctive decision, you get an enormous sense of freedom from it. Right. Because you're then let loose of the shackles of what we're, we're well, that's pulling what you, you get. back. What would you say is the value? Is it to trust yourself? Yeah, trust yourself. Trust, trust yourself. Be, yeah. yeah. You know, as, yeah. As, a, as a species, we've had to learn, adapt and develop by being quite instinctive yeah. in that. And it's probably kind of only in the, the past sort of generations that this kind of more mechanical way and my, my natural way of thinking of, of evaluating and being analytical 
yeah. it's been kind of highly developed and honed but you shouldn't be afraid to rely on your, your gut instinct yeah because yeah, yeah. you know you from that you get an enormous sense of kind of freedom and where you we need to be yeah because you mentioned um when i was talking about your shadow side so yeah, that's uh, some stuff that's come from young but as you're talking now i'm thinking about um that whole sort of Jungian psychology so um, on the sort of top left-hand side, the sort of analytical kind of space. And is it, how are you doing for time in terms of your parking? I got five minutes. So, okay, <laughs> but I'll, I can quickly. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, well, yeah, we could pause if you need yeah, to go. Let, let's pause okay. now, yeah. and we will just yeah, pause. Yeah. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do, but that's all right. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, no, that is what I wanted to do. <laughs> You, don't, right, you so, don't know you're on technology here, yeah, Clay. Yeah, no. I thought I hit the wrong button, but I didn't hit the <laughs> wrong button. <laughs> and you're back from uh, giving the man his money for parking on the street. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, I, I kind of turned the car the other way around, hoping, hoping that the uh, the kind of four hour oh, okay, gotcha. no return limit is, yeah. is going to be enough to. So it'll be just a test of the, uh, test, the, test of the system. <laughs> Of the parking wardens in this town. Uh, okay, gotcha. So, oh, he turned it around, so that's different, isn't it? All right, cool. Um, all right, so we probably should um, start to kind of hone yeah, ourselves yeah. into a sort of conclusion. One of the things I want to text, I mentioned, so a couple of things. So, um, and I mentioned these three sort of metaphors. So when we think about authentic core values and, well, what's, what's important about that? Why identify mm. them? Or why sit down to take the time out to actually articulate what your core values are um, and I use the um, compass water filter and the homing pigeon as a sort of metaphor so if you think of your core values your authentic core values as a compass so if you find yourself in murky waters and you're feeling a bit lost there are a way to reorient yourself on what's important to you in your life um, they can act as a water filtration system, like a filter system. So sometimes, and this is an interesting thing as well, um, and in terms of your own personal effectiveness, understanding what your core values are, because sometimes they can conflict. So you might, and you'll come across, I'm sure, in your work, where um, there's two things that you value, but they're actually in conflict with each other. And then mm. which one, and how do you decide between those two to kind of go with part of this exercise if we get a chance to do and that'll sort of come out but it's a way for helping you to make a decision so you know you've got your set of core values i can filter them through that helps you to make better decisions more sound decisions that are in line with who right. you are um, and then the third part of that was the sort of homing pigeon so yeah how do i i'm off track <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm way off base here. How do I get back to who I really am? Yeah, that's um, right. So it helps you to guide yourself back to who, okay. who you are at your core. So and yeah, so it's a, it's a useful exercise um, to identify your sort of core values. And you, you, you've helped me out quite a lot, actually. You probably don't even realize it because, so. Um, I have this thing where, and you, and I've never seen Wurzel Gummidge, <laughs> right? But they have hat, hat, he has a different hairs or hats or something. He does. Yeah. yeah. So some, yeah. So I've never seen it, but people have told me about this guy, because I often think he has right, different what, heads, yeah. with different heads on, and one of the heads that I put on that I don't normally ever have on, because of self-employed and all that, but I put entrepreneur 
head on mm-hmm. the other day and I've just been bursting with ideas because it's a different mindset from being sort of like self-employed sort of coach um, when you look at as a business owner as yeah. opposed to being an entrepreneur. And I don't know if that's a true experience for everyone, but the, just putting that hat on and now I'm looking for gaps. So this here just said, okay, hmm, what if, because I, I just wrote them on uh, three by five cards, but what if I made a card deck that had these different values on and the exercise that we're going to run, you go through the deck, you pull out the ones that resonate with you. That'll lend you probably about 10. You think, okay, these are yeah. cool. Um, and then I do this, um, and I run this exercise. And I don't know why. I've never thought about this before, but having an entrepreneur hat on, I do this in in corporate. So you, you have your five, and then I tell this story about rescuing the damsel in distress, which mm-hmm. I say dimsel actually, so it could be a man or a woman. Um, but you go and you have to give up one of your core values. And it helps you to hone in on what okay. your absolute one wow and as you watch people struggle with which one to give oh. up <laughs> it's quite an interesting exercise okay. to do um but then i thought i always write them on three by five cards why not make a card deck out i'm sure i can find yeah, a manufacturer yeah. to do it. one just to have a set to, to use but then two yeah. in my little shop that's going to go up on the website which you'll see in the next week or two <laughs> you know i can start putting stuff in it so yeah i put on my entrepreneur or hat and all these different ideas have been coming up again. How do I, you know, make a place that's inclusive of mm-hmm. others and they can come and um, and so on? As we were talking, kind of offline. Right. Um, so yes. Okay. Any any final sort of thoughts from from your point of view in terms of core values, better understanding of it? Makes yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think, I think really, this. you know, as 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 kind of as. We were talking offline and kind of our arrive at this point and you and I are, are sat opposite each other talking today. Oh, oh, it's not a, it's yeah. not a Havana Cafe session without oh, my man doing this thing. Yeah, with the authentic <laughs> noise in the background of, yeah. of uh, coffee and yeah. uh, coffee machines working and uh, yeah, bottles being washed and that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, for a lot of people and, 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 and who may be listening to this, um, it's not something that we will do day to day, week to week, and really think about it. But it's kind of what what is instinctive within us. And as we we discuss this, it's kind of linking between what businesses put out there as their core values mm. and what the individuals then within maybe a business or or kind of their lives, whether it's a, a corporate business that I work for or whether it's it's a, a social enterprise. They all tend to have their values, their cultures, their norms. But I do think that if people can take the time to reflect and understand their core values, where they've come from, where, what will influence those core values that they have, they've got, and maybe how they are, as you, you teased out of me, how they influence the next generation or people around me. Because we all have to, it's all interconnected. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they get, with core values, there's kind of no right or wrong thing. They're just different. Yeah. And it's kind of you bring them all together and you then make something good and powerful with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of when you, you said about, well, if you were to really strip away which was the one core value you would hang on to, I think for me it's got to be tolerance. Okay, excellent, yeah. Because yeah. without that, we, we're kind of nothing. We, yeah. we, we can be um, everything. We can have the sense of urgency. We can innovate. We, we, we can do all of the other things. 
But if we're not tolerant of each other, then we, we, we'll never achieve anything. Yeah, when well, you get some of the crazy chaos that we have in the world now with the intolerance of... Yeah, yeah you've got that. But, and, and kind of, we can see uh, polarization in, in kind of the, the different leaders of the world and, uh, and all of this sort of thing and, and different viewpoint. But it all comes together. Solutions are created by people coming together and being tolerant and finding a way forward. Yeah. You know, absolutely. at the end of the, the day, and, and as Gen Xers, we, we kind of remember when the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. And everything that came around from that um, and, and those events that made it happen, it was actually a prepared mindset of two big leaders in, in, in the world at that time to be tolerant and, and kind of bring those mental barriers down. And it is really just as a mental barrier. So that's kind of my my final kind of really sort of takeaway on today's session is, yeah, is you know, don't, obviously, if you can, take the time, maybe think about them, what influence you, what your values are, and then how those values are influencing other people, whether it's it's good or bad. And, uh, and, and I'm kind of no judge of myself, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, other people are probably better judges of me and... And what we've talked today about uh, the values that I think I've got, but they could be very different from what my nearest and dearest see that I have, or my work colleagues or my friends see that I've got. So yeah. it'd be kind of yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, to get be, that maybe sort of, it's another session for another day. Is yeah, to, absolutely. Is to, I just came to across because you just said that. I just came across, but this doesn't do values. But I'm sure someone could do something similar. But it's a. There's a website called atmybest.com, but it looks uh -huh. at your strengths, but it, it's a 360, but you get wow. your friends and that sort of thing. And then you'll see what you think your strengths are versus what your manager or, or your partner or your friends think Bobby. yours are. And then you can see where maybe the things are the common links. One, you'll see the things that you, you're sort of blindsided that they don't, yes. that you don't see in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, I haven't used it yet, but I've got a, a note and I'm going to send it out so I'll, um, uh, to test it out because it oh, looks I'll, like a very interesting I'll be uh, for that for sure uh, um, thing there so yeah and in my core value the one that if I was stripped back to anything it has to the one that just drives me absolutely crazy is just the, the freedom thing if someone oh, I can't, okay I, yeah yeah um, it's, and, and it's, in, in some ways I suppose it's related to tolerance it's like the freedom to explore someone said you know put me in I can't stand being put in a box and I like putting other people in the box happy for people to have whatever viewpoint they mm -hmm. want to have I, you know as long as you're you know the only place that i draw a line as long as you're not hurting anyone else i don't really care what you believe or your thoughts because yeah. there's yeah. so many different ways to believe think religion you can have whatever you want yeah, yeah. just don't infringe upon someone else's right to decide what they want for their lives absolutely um, and I'm and I'm happy. <laughs> as soon as that starts to happen, it's like, all right, well, now it's now it's time to get up in arms. <laughs> all right, um, very good. No, it's, it's been it was good having you having well one you know meeting the, um, in real life no, as we've been, been hanging out just in cyberspace. So yeah, this is good it. to sort of actually catch up. Um, and the conversation has been it's been great as well. And it, no, thank you, Claire. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been uh, yeah. it's been good to connect and and and, and chew the cud, so to speak. Yeah, it'd be good. And I want to I want to hear back on what your kids 
and wife think your values are. <laughs> I'm not brave enough to go there. <laughs> well, don't open up that Pandora's yeah, box. that's right. <laughs> All right, awesome, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Why not join the discussion and share some of your core values over at coachclay.co.uk in the comment section down there. And let us know how you use your core values to help you navigate the world. And if you like, or if you would like some help figuring out your core values, uh, why not set up a coaching session with me, coaching call, and we can, you know, start that conversation. You can find a link on my website to a scheduler, so you can just Hop on in there, click the button, find a convenient time for us both. And let's uh, let's get do it. Let's get to it, you know? Anyway, that's it for me for now. This is Coach Clay. Peace out.